0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Expand with Jenna Brown podcast. I'm super excited to bring this amazing guest to you today. Her name is Kristen Noel, and she is the co-creator of the Legion Retreat, which is here in Sedona, where I live, Sedona, Arizona. It's absolutely amazing. We're going to get into the details in this podcast of her being a projector in business, pivoting over to really like co-creating this beautiful property, why this investment was important to her and her new husband, how this whole process started and her beautiful detail oriented mind and really just stepping into this zone, the projector zone I like to call it when we step into the the projector life and how you think and how you operate and how We, I say we, not everybody on this podcast that's listening is a generator, but those of us who are generators, like we're fascinated by you and people like you and want you like in our lives to help us expand all of the things and guide our energies. So why don't you introduce yourself, Kristen, and tell us a little bit about you?
1: Yeah. First of all, Jenna, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be on here and to talk about my latest, you know, co-creation, which is the the Elysian Retreat. So... Your question is like how this all came about, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I have been in business for five years. I have had a background in marketing and consulting and coaching for quite some time. And to be honest with you, I have created many businesses. Many have failed. And I think that that is the springboard to where I am today. Right now, I'm kind of transitioning from you know, being a a business coach and helping people with their businesses to now this um, creation of a Airbnb property slash vacation rental um, in Sedona. And we originally wanted to buy a property in Sedona because my husband and I actually first fell in love in Sedona. So there is a backstory to why we chose Sedona and um, for me, okay, my husband and I are very different. So for for me, I like to do everything with some kind of purpose, right? That mm-hmm. is actually what drives me. Whereas my husband, he's much more money motivated. So anything that ha- can help him with investments or like making more money, um, that's his arena. Not to say that I don't love wealth. Like I actually have a book called Stop Chasing, Start Attracting, which is all about money mindset. But for me, I think everyone needs to understand what motivates them. And for yeah. me, it's all about um, like purpose and contribution and design. And so um, that's how we kind of, got together and created this like the Elysian retreat, which is in Sedona. And now we are hosting a lot of people that are coming to Sedona for healing. And eventually for us, our big vision is to host more elopements, host more retreats. I think eventually we will want to do online courses for couples, host couple retreats. So there's a lot of potentiality to this project that we have. It's definitely a long-term project, but to answer your question, that's that's where we're at right now. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. There's so much juiciness that I'm
0: excited to dive into. But first I want to ask you, how did you know Like you said that purpose is important to you and it's your driving factor? Like, how did you know that this was aligned with your
1: purpose and started to make that shift? For the last two years, I started to get more in the spiritual, spiritual path, right? Um, When I first started in business, I was very much motivated by personal development. So I was a personal development junkie. Um, Even in college, I was all about like Tony Robbins, like all about reading those types of books and self-help. It wasn't until I would say like Four or five years ago, when I first knew about spirituality, um, this is when I did ayahuasca for the first time in Costa Rica. Um, But from there, I kind of just went down this rabbit hole where I would meet more healers. I would meet different shamans. And I got really close to many of them. Some of them became my mentors. And eventually I feel like my spiritual path opened up where it was my turn to serve the spiritual community but I wasn't really sure what that looked like. Right. I, I yeah. knew that I wasn't going to be a shaman. That didn't resonate with me. I also knew that I wasn't going to be, let's say like a healer. Like I didn't see myself in that role, but I knew that I was supposed to be in this path. It wasn't like I just woke up one day and was like, okay, this is it. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, when I eventually realized that what was great for me and my design as a projector is holding space for other people. So what I've noticed is that when I coach my clients in the past, for example, right, like I was really good at being that space holder for people, asking the right questions and whatnot. And what I love about how I pivoted in this journey is that with a, a vacation rental and having a physical space for people is literally the same thing as a coach, but in a different way, right? I'm holding space. I'm holding physical space for you to be able to transform and heal and whatnot. Um, and I ask the right questions by putting um, intentional stuff inside the house for you to discover, okay, like what is it that I'm supposed to heal? What is it am I supposed to be doing? So for example, right now I wanna put a box when people come in um, and the question is like, what's your intention for your stay, right? And they're supposed to set, put like a piece of paper or we have like recycled paper and they're gonna put that in there. And so like, even when they come in, I also have like another um, sign that's like our mission statement, like what's our commitment. So like, these are things that I feel like when people are stepping in are able to like feel that energy of like, okay, like this is the space that they're holding for us. And like, what am I supposed to be learning or discovering during my short stay here? Does wow. it make yeah. sense? 100%. So.
0: <laughs> That's so inspiring. Oh my God. And like, we were talking before we hopped on the podcast and just talking about, I've watched her during this journey of um, creating the Lesion retreat and when they were in the property but they were uh, renovating it can you talk a little bit about that process and like how she's super detail-oriented and I was saying how for me as a man Jen I'm just like cool we have an Airbnb like everyone come and her attention to detail and not just in a way of like it has to be perfect not like that but in a way of the energetic detail of everything is super inspiring and fascinating to me to watch. And so, yeah, I would love to kind of hear that journey of like, I know you said you guys fell in love here in Sedona, but wh- how did you take that jump before you were married to own this property? And then, in the, didn't you renovate it before you got married? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Like, like that was a lot. Also, like the details of your wedding and the details of the Airbnb. Now that I'm realizing that. So yeah, like what was that process like for you? How did you guys know together that this was an investment you wanted to make
1: and a journey you wanted to take? We wanted to invest in a property in Sedona. Me and my husband are both really into investment real estate, right? Like we want to be able to you know, build wealth over time. And real estate is a perfect avenue for that. Um, and, you know, he's a better person to kind of answer those questions for, but because I, my, my expertise lies in design and kind of like the branding and all that stuff, how we ended up, um, going about it in, in such a manner. And then also kind of like, how did we renovate it to be the way it is to answer your first question? This is the part where it is not a how-to and, um, I feel like the people that are listening will kind of understand this, which is that we put the intention out there and we just let it go. Meaning that Mm. we weren't like, we weren't like, oh my gosh, we have to do it this year. Oh my gosh. Like we have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like it was just an intention that we set out. We didn't know that it was going to happen this way. We thought that for sure we were never going to have a, uh, not never, but we were not going to have Um, a property right before our wedding. Like it was crazy if you think about it because we were planning our wedding. (laughs) Uh, We were doing all the things. And so we were like, okay, well, whenever it happens, it happens, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Well, the universe does this thing where it just loves to gift you something like when you're the least resistant to it. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So we can talk more about that in just a bit, but that's what happened. We set the intention and then my mom came to visit um, and she's never been to Sedona. So we went up there and then um, at the same time, we're like, why don't we just look at houses? We set the intention out there. And again, it was no like resistance or there's no um, kind of like energy of like, it has to happen this trip. Right. So I think that was the major factor because the universe really played it out where we went to Sedona with my mom. We went to this property. This is one of the properties that we're like on our list to see. And we ended up falling in love with it. And then we got really along with the, the seller's agent. Um, And we got to learn the story of like the previous owner. And I think that's probably, that was the major reason why they gave it to us. Actually, there were other offers on the table. Um, They ended up giving it to us because they heard about the vision that we had for the house and, it so happened that the previous owner um was using that same house as a retreat beforehand, but like on a smaller scale. Um, and so it's just kind of crazy because you Know everything was just so aligned and it was very easy. And that was what kind of like in a way scared us the most because we're like, why is this happening so fast? You know, like why is this happening so easily? Like, why is this so easy? <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like I that's what I'm saying. It's it's really hard to like tell someone like how step by step we did this process yeah. because this yeah. is the part where you need to surrender and and trust, right? To answer your second question on the renovations, and I believe your question was like, like, how did we renovate it the way we did, right? hmm so why? um <laughs> <laughs> why did you do it that way yeah so we actually left it to the house to decide and i know this is going to sound mm. really crazy i sound crazy you do your thing <laughs> yeah but like we um when we first bought the house, we wanted to make sure that we honored the house and we made sure that we respected the house. So when we first came in and started living there, we actually meditated with the house several times. We sat in silence and stillness. And that's actually when I got all my downloads on how to renovate it, the style, the design, what to put in the house. Um, and I like I said, I wish I could tell you like how my brain worked in that moment. But it was just really sitting and meditating in stillness and really hearing what the house Else had to say to us and that's that's how it happened like i know people are wishing for like a step-by-step process but that is the steps <laughs> yeah that's true
0: right like the step-by-step process isn't like well then i started in room one and called right. this designer like you the process for you was like surrender being open-handed letting go of the attached desired outcome of like oh it has to happen or the how really you let go of the how and then the how happened you received it which is a huge part a lot of people can't receive when it's easy because they're like this is too easy when's the other shoe gonna drop kind of thing and they'll make it harder like they'll they'll be like oh well actually like i'm getting married this isn't the right time right like they'll get instead of receiving the thing that they wanted yes yes (laughs) And, and the thing they caught in
1: Let's talk about that for a moment because I feel like a lot of people do struggle with receiving and I'll be honest, I'm not like an expert in the terms of receiving, right? I still struggle with receiving sometimes, but I do have to say that receiving can be hard because that was hard for us, right? When we got the news that our offer got accepted, we almost kind of was like, Oh my gosh, is this too good to be true? We were like, is this the right time? Like we're getting married literally in like in a few months. Like can we handle all of this? And so it it took some time for us to kind of sit with this new feeling. Um and we knew that if we wanted to basically make our dreams a reality, we had to be very uncomfortable to go forward. And I think that sometimes people mistake receiving to be always easy but it can be difficult. And it was very difficult for us, trust us. Like we're spending money on our wedding and then we have to spend money on renovating this property. Like, can we actually do it? And we just had to, we just had to kind of, say yes to the opportunity. We didn't have to, we chose to, but I'm glad we did because if we didn't, we would not have the house.
0: Oh yeah, I mean everything I literally ever teach is basically like we don't have what we want because like we we aren't able to receive it yet. Like we have to stretch that receiving capacity because this old way of living was very much like I work to get And this new way of living is like, Mm -hmm. I am and receive and that's such an ego (laughs) buzzkill of like, damn, like, oh, I actually got what I wanted and now I have to receive it and not have like 70,000 hoops to jump through. And, And I always, yeah, it's so true. Like the, I guess it depends on someone's connotation with easy, like what does easy mean? for mm-hmm. somebody. Right. But I like the way that you use the resistance aspect of like, it literally came in and there wasn't resistance in the way that it happened because you were just open and you're like, ah, let's see what happened. Exactly, yeah. Did you find that the, that was there resistance after you made the decision and like moved forward or was that pretty like not um, either.
1: There was resistance in receiving definitely. But once we, we received, we were like, it was gone. Does it make sense? Like it wasn't yeah. like, we were like sitting at night thinking like, okay, do we make the right decision? Like, I think that's the, the, the key point is that once you decide on something and once you decide to receive, you have to just embody what that looks, you know, what that is. And for us, we never did vacation rentals before, right? It was a new thing for us, but we have done business before. So we just translated that experience over. And it's not exactly the same, I mean, my husband and I are still learning different things. It's not it's not easy. Right. Uh, meaning that like it, you can make it easy. You can choose to look at it a certain way and see it as a ch- as a just a challenge that the universe is giving you and then kind of like accepting it and then moving on. And I think that's the biggest thing that people have to realize to not sit there with anxious thoughts, trying to like make it different um, than it actually is. I love that. So what is going on right now? When we first started with the house, we were so excited to bring all these people in. Right. So it's funny because I never thought I would be in this situation where my biggest problem is not the amount of guests. We have like plenty of bookings or booked out three months in advance. Our current problem now is like whether the house can sustain or the amount of people that's coming through. So our house is actually on a septic system. Mm. So um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with I guess a septic, but basically because we're on the side of a mountain, the sewer doesn't connect to our house. Right. So we have a septic. And basically because of the amount of people coming through and not taking care of the house, like, for example, there are people that like flush tampons, you know, in the toilet, whatnot. Like those are not things that you really think about when it's like not on the side of the mountain, basically. Right, right? And it's not their fault. Like, I mean, like they're paying to like enjoy themselves. Right. So now we're kind of shifting from at first, you know, we started off with an eco-conscious intention, meaning that maybe some of our stuff is eco-conscious, but now we're shifting everything to be more eco-conscious and eco-friendly, which is a good and bad thing. Right. The good thing is that now I can brand our house as like, really like truly hundred percent eco-conscious where we're not even you're not, we're not even using bleach on any of our cleaning anymore um before we were giving away like these tooth toothbrushes for convenience for people so like we kind of even created like an amenities package so when, if you book from us um, when you stay at the house let's say you forgot your toothbrush you can use one of ours because we set up this nice gift for you but now we have to take that away or switch to like bamboo toothbrushes mm-hmm. and then the problem with that though is that people Keep, like you can't wrap it individually with plastic but then also if you don't wrap it then it's kind of gross because it's like as a guest you're like well is, did someone use this already yeah. you know <laughs> like so there's so many details <laughs> yes. that you have to consider when you're transitioning and so now we're transitioning to a fully fully eco-conscious house which you know on a bigger scale it's really cool because we're really helping the environment we're really helping mother earth um but momentarily it is such a struggle because we've bought all these things and we can't just like throw it away. We have to slowly make that transition. And then also kind of like figuring out how can we design the septic where maybe like part of it goes into, um, like earth, like where it's like just water. Right. So there's just so much that's, that's what we're currently struggling with is like, how can we make the house even more eco-conscious and at the same time serve our guests, um, love that. Yeah, I mean, I don't,
0: I'm, I understand how that'd be super frustrating to shift and just like all those little things that you don't really think about, but you're yeah. thinking about them. Um, but I love that you guys are doing that. That's so incredible. And so, and it really, you already, y'all like, you'll look up this retreat center and you'll be like, wow, this is amazing. I want to come stay here. But adding that element, especially somewhere like Sedona, where so many people come to have healing experiences, a healing retreat these incredible, I mean, like you don't even have to be seeking out that. Mm -hmm. And when you come to Sedona, you're going to experience that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's also why we're so grateful that our place is in Sedona because people that are coming to Sona is already seeking for that type of experience, right? I wouldn't say like maybe a hundred percent, but we do notice even with our guests that when you're very intentional with the types of guests or clients that you're trying to serve, you will attract those types of people. But if you're just kind of like a free for all where like, I just want anybody and anyone, you're going to get certain people that really don't, um, align with you, your values, and and whatnot, and that's exactly what happened to us um, in the beginning when we first started.
0: Okay, so I have a kind of weird question. Maybe yeah. it's not weird, but have you noticed? So I have had multiple rental type things. So like we had an RV that we rented out, like with short term rentals here, especially in Sedona, because people would come and take it in camp. We've had. Um, We currently have a fifth wheel. People are living in like we're very much into like the rental sphere. We love rentals. We love having them. We've had a rental house like that. We didn't do Airbnb, but we had renters. Um, So I've, I've dabbled with a lot of renting type experiences. And I'm curious when like being an energetic type person, when you have multiple different people or groups staying in your space, how do you, if you do like, kind of cleanse that energy after people come does that make sense like when you come do you notice like an energetic shift that you kind of got to clean up or does it feel like really aligned with everyone
1: that's been staying there i think it starts from the very beginning so, it, from the very beginning, before we even had people come in, um, again, everything was very aligned in this way, but we actually had um, Tibetan monks cleanse the entire property. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love that. Yeah. So, they were visiting Sedona, they were like on a tour, and then we used this opportunity where we asked them to come to our property to basically cleanse the entire house. So, I think that setting the intention from the very beginning is really important. Yeah. I totally get it because there is a lot of energy coming in and out of the house, right? So, that's number one, I would say, is first sitting with the house and asking it what it actually wants. And that's what I'm saying is that yes, the house doesn't talk to you like a human being, but you can really feel what it wants when you are really in a lot of stillness, right? So that's exactly what I did first. And then the monks came, they cleansed the entire space. And then after that, it's all about your marketing, which is like who are you wanting the most to come into our space? And for us, we're very choosy, not because we're not trying to welcome everyone, but not everyone is meant for our space. And what I mean by that is that, for example, we had like a bachelorette party at our place a few weeks ago. And our cleaning lady kind of told us afterwards that it was like the most terrible experience for her. And it was a great learning lesson for us because when they booked our property, our prices were still um, low. So they booked way, way, way in advance. And what we noticed is that like the people that are paying less, they're trying to save money, obviously. Um, they're trying to have a bachelorette party. And it's just kind of like their intentions are not the way that we wanted the house to be. And so they really destroyed all of our uh, towels. The house was like a mess. And so it's not that I don't want to serve those people, but we also want people to respect the house. And that's really up to us too. like the way we are. We market the house, the way we describe the house. When you come into the house, like the energy. I have had several people that I invite to the house and like immediately when they come in, they're like, oh, yeah, let me take off my shoes. Right. Like there's just like this feeling that they get. And that's up to the owner to decide, okay, this is the energetics that I want the house to be. And from there, you hope that the intention is felt. So granted, I have to say, it's not like, like we can't micromanage, right? Like we can't be there like every day and be like, okay, take off your shoes or like do this and don't do that. Right, like, obviously right. we can't do that. Um, but I think that when you are able to set the intention from the very beginning, from even the cle- the cleaning lady that you hire from the people that you hire to manage the property, to even like the design and the quality of like the household products will yeah. set the intention of like what people would feel when they walk in and when they experience the house. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So
0: everything you just said, as you're saying it, I'm like, this is so why you were in, in business branding, marketing, (laughs) like everything you just said is essentially you put it on this physical aspect of having this physical property with the Airbnb. Like literally everything you said was just like, from the beginning, you're setting the intention and replace the word house and put business. And it's the same thing, right? It's like, if you're speaking to this caliber of client, or any caliber of client, then like who's really gonna come, right? It's that that aspect of like, oh, someone's just trying to get a deal, or you know, and even like you said, when you raise your prices, you mm-hmm. attract those people that are like, oh, I'm willing to pay for like this is how important the energetics are to me that I'm willing to pay this amount of money for it, which is exactly that you are attracting.
1: Exactly. And we notice that the people that are paying more um, and are really using the property. Like our limit is eight to 10 guests, right? And if they're really using it for that, like as an intimate gathering, those are our best guests, right? Like they're paying the amount that we feel the value of the house is. They're coming in, they're really respecting our house um, and they're leaving and they're giving us raving reviews. Whereas I've I we'd have requests where like people want to like book an enti- like do an entire wedding at our house, but not paying extra, right? Like we can't do that. There's no way. Cause we had someone come in and say, like, hey, we want to do like a small wedding. Of thirty people and still just pay like seven hundred dollars a night and like that is so insane to me like that you know what I'm saying because like the energy is off already they're trying to like yes. get a deal. they're not trying to pay for an actual venue and you see what I'm saying yes. so then like it throws off the whole energy and that's why we we don't want to work with people like that because they're not really respecting the house they're just trying to get a good deal I love it okay so I have another
0: question when you sat when you sat down in the beginning and you sat down with your intentions in your meditation with the house and speaking with the house, is your husband also like this, or is this kind of like your thing that you invite him into, or are you both on that same page spiritually speaking?
1: Yeah, so he's actually on, we're both on the spiritual path. He always calls me like, uh, I'm more a little bit more emotionally advanced. I guess you could say, I don't feel that way, but that's what he says. So I'm like, okay, that's how you feel. But yes, what I lo- love about our relationship is that he is on the spiritual path with me. I do have to say though, for people that always ask me, people have asked me like, how do you get your husband to like be on that path with you? How do you get him to agree with you? You you can't, that's the, the short answer, which is like, I can't force him to do what I'm doing, right? Yeah, of only, course. <laughs> I can only inspire him by doing it first. And if, he, if it resonates with him, then he'll join me. When we first meditated with the house, we were doing it together. And I actually have a YouTube video on this. So maybe I can send you that link. Yeah,
0: send me the link. I'll
1: link it below. Yeah, I think that that comes up a lot
0: with, Um, specifically with my clients and their partners being in different spaces, spiritually speaking. And they're like, I want to do things this way, but my partner maybe thinks that it's crazy or hokey or whatever. Um, but I love that you brought that up of you can't force them to be like that. And honestly, they don't need to be like you, but if you decide you're still going to be like that regardless, and you're going to like this spiritual way, a lot of times they're inspired by that and they just want to join in and be a part of that.
1: Exactly. And I think that most Spouses, husbands, partners, when they see their partner, like living their best life and really thriving, it's an immediate inspiration for them to try it out. Right. No matter how crazy it sounds, but yeah. when you approach it with like, you need to do this because I'm doing it or like maybe, or like, even like, so as a projector, one of the biggest lessons I have definitely learned is not inserting my opinion right without being invited. And so. You in and every, every projector ever. <laughs> the beginning of our relationship, I was definitely very like, you should do this this way. I remember like when we first started dating, he, it was a very big turnoff for him for a while until I really learned that I was the projector. And now I just kind of leave him to be, and I just do my own thing. And then he gets really inspired by my results and then decides like, Hey, this is for me too. Yeah. A hundred percent. So one thing that people will notice
0: is they're looking at photos and they're, if they're following you on social media and they'll notice your attention to detail. I love that as I've watched your journey, um, you have designed the rooms. Like, can you talk about that? Like how the energetic element
1: is yeah. different in each room? I think that's so cool. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when I first was meditating with the house, one of the things that popped up for me was, um, bringing nature back and healing with nature. I think, um, in today's day and age with technology, again, technology is a good and bad thing, right? Like it's good in the sense that like, you know, we're it's easier for us to connect with people. Um, but at the same time, we can be really addicted to technology and oh, we yeah. can get lost in, with all the noise. And so nature is the only thing I feel like in a way that for not forces us, but c- like kind of invites us to be present. Because when you are able to notice nature, that's when you're actually really present, right? Have you ever noticed that when you ever see like a, a, a hummingbird, right? Or you watch like an eagle, like you're really present to that moment. So for me, it was really important that I bring back nature into the house, um, which is also why we went with the Scandinavian design. But with the four elements that I put with each room, that came to me because I was like, well, the elements are the roots or the, um, the foundation of nature and it's just so happens that we have four rooms, right? And so I wanted people to come to the house and experience each element with each room, whichever they want to stay in. And what's really cool is that we also have a bookcase. So I designed it in a way so that um, each shelf has books that are aligned with the element as well. So we have one shelf that is all books on about like fiery stuff, like passion Or um, like even like learning about the sun, like sunbathing. So it's like the actual physicality of of the fire element, as well as like, what does the fire element bring? So like passion, you know, love and all that stuff. And then we also have like the earth room, right? So then we have um books on grounding and like you know, um yoga, you know, like physical wise, right? And what I also did was i I got decks, like oracle decks for each room too, for each element. so that's like also presented. oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So there was a lot of intentional details that had to be considered. um but that's where that inspiration came from.
0: I love it. Do your guests know this or is this just like behind the scenes? Do they know that?
1: Um, yeah, it's in the description for um, our house and it's on our website, but I think that It's funny because most of our guests probably notice it, but don't say anything, but there are a handful of guests that really love it, right? Like they come in and like, they're all about it and they can't stop talking about it. And they're like, you can see it in their reviews. And then also like, they would message us saying like, Oh my gosh, like, I love that you did this because I really felt like I needed to be more passionate with my partner or like, you know what I'm saying? And so like, it just is like a reminder for them to kind of go back to that, to that, those basics. I am so obsessed on every level. I love it so
0: much. And um, I'm curious to know, we had talked about how you are transitioning into really like, this is your, what you're doing now is I'm the creator of Elysian Retreat. And as a projector in business, like pivoting from other things into this, you kind of explained why that's important, but can you kind of share like just from a projector lens? Because I'm a man gen, so I'm like, let's hold all of the things. But as (laughs) as a projector, like I'd be like only one thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But like how how has that journey been for you in in really like honoring your own energy? Because obviously you had a lot going on yeah pre-wedding. You were planning the details of your wedding, planning the details of the retreat space. And then it was like all over and like just being a person that wasn't doing that, getting married 10 years ago now, but like after your wedding, when you're done planning, you're just kind of like, what do I do now? Like everything is like done. I've been planning all these things and they're finished. Yeah. Like, How has that journey been for you into all of the things into like whatever normal life
1: is now? Well, it's funny that you say that and that that's what you feel that's happening because I don't think that it's like normal, normal life for me right now. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought it was going to be like that. I'm not going to lie. I thought like, okay, the craziness would be when we're getting married and then we're planning and renovating and doing all the things. But no one has told me that once you have a vacation rental up, you still, there's still fires that needs to be put out, right? Like, so for instance, like with the septic issue and now like branding our house to be completely eco-conscious is something that is on my plate now and I have to do and to answer your question about the transition it is it is really sad for me because I am someone even though I am a projector I am someone that loves to do many things. Like I want, that's like my desire, right. Is to be able to do so many different things at one, like at one time, but I understand my own energy and that my energy is best when it's focused on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, to answer your question, it's like a process for me. It's almost as if it's like kind of a grieving process because I just (laughs) finished my last one-on-one client last week. So, um, I was transition. I'm transitioning out of that for many reasons. I'm, you know, my husband and I are preparing to have a, um, a kid too. Like we're having, planning on having a baby. So it's like, I almost feel like it doesn't seem outwardly as crazy to, to on the surface, but internally I feel like there's a lot going on, a lot of transitions and a lot of new roles that I have to sit with and be okay with. And I almost feel like it's even scarier now because I have to really decide, okay, like I need to let this go so that I can focus on just this or like just this. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a part, all of us when we pivot is like the
0: grief process that no one talks about. Like everyone's like, it's so exciting, but like really like, what does that feel like internally? It's like a death to parts of you that you loved. Like, it's not that you hated that part. It's that you loved it and you're choosing and honestly, it's preparing you for motherhood also, by the way, <laughs> just speaking from being a mom to three kids of this aspects of it's, it's easier to pivot when it's like you hate something and then you're moving into something you love. It's yeah. a whole other ballgame living in a world of abundance, in my opinion, when yeah. you're pivoting from things you love to other things you love. Like it's and it, yeah. and it truly becomes about honoring your energy and honoring the process of of trust in the universe and your life and the vision that you, you may have. And some people may not have it. They just know I'm done here, even though I loved it. And I think that that's, it's not a linear process it's and not even just that like also if you're preparing to have children you're grieving aspects of your life and even getting married like you grieve this aspect of being single and then you grieve this aspect of just being a couple and and then also by the way when you become a mother you like hold grief in in so many things because you're yeah. you're moving through grief and their baby days are over their toddler days are over. And like we just become real good at holding space for both grief and joy and happiness and, and seeing that the polarity is like what we came here to experience. And so for me, when you say that, that's what I
1: that's what I hear. I have a lot of respect for mothers. I think it's because I'm not a mother yet. So I have no idea what that's like, but I can only imagine how you have to really trust and surrender to a degree because when your body is changing, like you're not in control anymore of like, when you have morning sickness or when your kid screams or like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a mm-hmm. level of, again, I'm speaking as if like, I know what it's like to be a mom. I have no idea. You're, um, you're, on, you're on point. <laughs> I have two dogs. I mean, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but, <laughs> Like a ten percent, almost there kind of thing, <laughs> right? And and I almost feel like when I was creating this house, it was kind of like birthing a child in a way. One hundred percent, it's like a creation that I'm like literally birthing and creating and kind of like holding space and and so in an aspect I do get it, but in another aspect I have no idea. So I just want to shout out to all the moms that are listening that you know, and including you too, Jenna, because. You're a mom. And like I'm this like, I can't uh in a way, I, I would need support when I become a mom because I don't know what it would be like for me.
0: I think you do though. You just, you just explained it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. Like literally I always am teaching that like the womb within the woman is the creative space. So whether we're birthing children, like we're always birthing and rebirthing, even if it's ourselves, like our own cycle every single month is a rebirth. Like we are experiencing death, grief, rebirth, fruition every single month in our body. So like, yeah, really like it's, you know, and I, I hope to be a voice that that brings mothers even into that space or helps people that want to be mothers, like feel that they actually have what it takes because you you've been preparing for the process of motherhood, like since you started bleeding. And not just in a way of like your body, but literally spiritually and literally emotionally, even if you're totally unconscious to it. So it's like your body already has that within its framework, within the nervous system. Even if you're totally unconscious, like I've birthed three kids, totally unconscious to that, but yeah. I still had and knew what it took, even though of course, like things are crazy and you're like, what the hell am I doing? But there's still this aspect of it's already knit within you to like, you are literally living proof of it you just said like birthing the retreat space was like birth and it is like birthing a new business is like birth and it is and that's what's so fun about in my opinion being a woman is I'm going to continue I think I'm done birthing babies like physical babies I don't know my husband says yes I'm like no but um, (laughs) we'll see But uh, birthing everything, like every program, every business feels like birth in so many ways. And it's so familiar to me, especially walking through three births. I'm like, oh, shit, everything's hitting the fan. Everything's dying. Oh, we must be in transition. We're about to push a baby out like the baby's coming. And I like literally know the feeling in my body. That's literally why I started a program last year. Um, I'm like transitioning it this year, but it was called the birthing room of birthing your business because it's like the same thing. Like literally it's the same. You go from idea conception to growing and like having like all these cool little ideas and you start to like, bring it to fruition. And then right before you're about to push it out, you're like, I'm dead. Everyone's dying. What's happening. Please someone come save me. I wish I had a sugar daddy. Why is life so hard? And then you just like push that baby out. And you're like, Oh my God, it was so worth it. I totally knew
1: it was always going to be worth it. Like, that's what birth is like, in case you're wondering. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. Because that's exactly our our process with the house. That's exactly our same process. So it, it is similar. Like, it's so
0: part of the archetype you're already living out without even realizing it. You're just going to like, just like you did, like you, you took everything you knew about business and then put it into this business with the Airbnb. It's like, you'll do the same thing.
1: You'll mm-hmm. just take
0: those lessons and then apply them. And like, oh. Okay, here we are. Like I've done this before, right? Because you can look back and be like, "Well, I remember when I felt like everything was blowing up, and like we made it. (laughs) Like now, look look at the rewards that we're reaping." Yeah, it's the same in motherhood.
1: Well, I'll keep that in mind when I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, you be like, "You said it was. I was going to know what to do, but I don't." (laughs) I'll be like, "Yes, you do. It's in your body." And you'll be like, "No." (laughs) Right. When I'm having those moments, I'll think about you, Jenna.
0: This has been so good. Is there anything else you want to share based on the retreat? Um, I know I want, I want to direct everybody in the show notes. You're going to have the link to that YouTube video we talked about to looking at the retreat. Um, How can everybody follow you on social media? I'll put the link, but where can they follow you and um, follow this journey?
1: Yeah. I actually wanted to leave with the fact that throughout this process, I have realized how our houses or like our homes have been holding space for us and like why it's so important for us to really respect our house. Um, I feel like no one ever talks about this, right? Like our house has been doing such a good job of putting a roof over our head, but not just that, but just holding space and creating memories for people or for us, our families and whatnot. And so this process has really Um, in a really crazy way, like taught me how important it is to really care for your house, to really care Mm -hmm. for mother earth. It's not just about, you know, being in the house and, and the house serving you, you also have to serve the house. You have to take care of the house. It's, it's a two-way street. And just like with money is a two-way, it's a relationship. You and your house is a relationship. And so that's what I want to leave people with. And in terms of um, where to find us, we just launched our Instagram. Um, it's called the Elysian Retreat. And you can <laughs> you can find us on our website. Um, we're also on Airbnb. Um, we have a lot of exciting things uh, coming up for this year. Uh, So many people um, are eloping at our house. So if you are wanting to get eloped, um, our house is the house for it. And And yes, I'm an ordained minister. If anybody needs to. Okay, well, we got to talk because right now I'm setting up these different packages for people. We've already have like a private chef that could do, you know, private dining and experiences. So I really want to package like um, a whole elopement. Experience. Yeah, I love that. Genius. So we'll do that. I want to do retreats as more retreats as well. So if you are a coach or if you just are a healer and want to have a retreat space, our house is also perfect for that. Oh, one thing we never talked about, which is a huge selling factor for our house, is that we actually have a private hiking trail to Oak Creek. <gasps> Which is the most magical creek in all
0: the land. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, it's it's private. No one else can access this trail. And wow. you are literally able to go all the way to Oak Creek and sit on this beautiful flat rock and meditate and just spend mm. like the whole afternoon there if you want to. And you can, it's an amazing, amazing feature. So if you want to do, let's say like, I don't know, like water sacred ceremonies or like whatever you, like your heart desires when it comes to your retreat, you can do that. We also have like a fire pit up um, on the upper deck. So we do like fire ceremonies. It's really, really cool. So... Um, If you want to host a retreat, our house is perfect for it. And um, yeah, I I just would love to um, for people to really experience our house and to follow us on our journey, because it's definitely not a regular vacation rental. We designed it in a way where it's not just something that we're just going to put out there and we leave it. It's very intentional where there's a long-term game plan to it.
0: (laughs) You shared a little bit about the the long-term game plan with me, but will you share a few bits of like that little,
1: that long-term vision? I forgot what we said, but I think I said elopements, retreats, more intimate gatherings. Um, And then we want to do online courses too. my husband and I. So, so funny, right? Like, like sometimes I'm like, I never pictured my life to be like this, but it always unfolds the way the universe wants it to unfold. Right. And you're just kind of along for the journey. Anyways, um, I never thought I would be in the relationship sphere, right? Like I always thought I would always just be in business or money and whatnot, but because my husband and I, and I have learned so much about what it's, what it takes to be in a relationship and then also build a business together. Um, and we've had so many coaches and therapists help us. We are basically trying to use our tools and our spiritual gifts to eventually create courses for other people. So like I picture it where people get eloped at our house. And then if they want to, you know, like maintain their marriage or like to really take it to the next level, they can take our courses, they can attend our retreats. Uh, and then my long, long-term vision, I'll just say it out there, I put it out there. Yes, put it out there is I really want to um, write my second book on the house. So I want to partner with different healers and um, experts in Sedona and then basically create like a book where you put on your um, your dining table, you know, those types of- Yeah, like a coffee book table. Yeah, a coffee like a one. table. Yes, a thick one. And basically like every single page or section could be about like house related things or spiritual related things. So like Sedona, yeah. like- um like healing right like let's say you want to do Reiki like how do you do Reiki on your own so it's really designed for the type of person that is spiritual that cares about design um and that wants a good coffee table book um for them to always look back on I'm
0: here for all of it I love it I'm here for the journey (laughs) I love it well and I'm like just naturally like an expander so I'm like
1: how far can we take this like yeah Like how many of the retreats can you have all over the world? Like that's like, oh yeah, yeah. that's another thing too. That's another vision. Like my husband and well, that's him or his arena where he's like, let's do another one. Like in another state or another call. He's a man. gen Exactly. So (laughs) for me, I'm just like, okay, can we focus on
0: this first? like (laughs)
1: He's
0: like, this has worked great. It's been about five minutes. So let's open 10 more. And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Can we take a breath? Can we breathe? No? Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love that.
1: I love that you understand that. I do too, Because, because I- I'm thinking the same things. <laughs> and I'm not married
0: to you. I'm like, amazing. How do you do this with all the Sedona Airbnbs? Like I literally... <laughs> already in thinking I have like a person that gets Airbnb rentals. I'm like, how could she make a course where she teaches these things or consults on these things of how to like shift your Airbnb into this way? I like yeah. this is just how my brain works.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like I said, people have already been reaching out to me. So if again, I haven't developed this course yet, but I am more than welcome to help anyone that is wanting to create a vacation rental and they maybe are stuck on like the branding or how the energetics work. I feel like again, I'm, I'm no expert. I would say, but I did create this. So I feel like I I think you're a pretty big expert. I have experience in feng shui. I don't think we touched on this during this. I figured, but I don't think you said it. No, I didn't. I I do have an experience in feng shui. I mean, it's not just about decor, right? Feng shui is understanding the energy of the property, designing that in that way. I feel like that's a a second episode kind of conversation. We'll come back in and talk about feng shui. Yeah. Teaser for everyone. A little Teaser. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you
0: so much for being here. Everybody in the show notes, you're going to have all the different uh, links that we talked about and everything you can find Kristen in the retreat and her YouTube video. And also like she posts really cool things with her and her husband, which I'm sure will continue to grow um, on her YouTube channel and all those things. So follow along, um, please click subscribe, leave us a review if you want. And thank you so much, Kristen,
1: for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me and asking me all these questions. I feel so seen as a projector. and, And honestly, I just, I loved our conversation. Oh, me too. It's been so
0: good. All right. Thank you, everyone.